Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. and welcome to another Patreon-exclusive episode of Martinis and the Macabre. As you probably know, I'm Erica, and I'm, this is my husband, Billy. I'm Billy, and I'm essential. You're essential. You are. So am I. Yay. Yay, let's talk about it. So, we had a listener reach out and ask us to talk a little bit about the pandemic we are currently in around the world, uh, the corona, uh, COVID-19 virus we call it the COVIDs? I call it the case of the COVIDs. It's a little bit of a trendier name. Case of the COVIDs. We're fucking trendy, dude. Yeah. Look at us trendy. Uh, this trend over. is on fire. It's going around the world quick. Yeah. In a bad fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> so. Trend. Hashtag, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> Could we not? <laughs> yeah, we get it. Uh, COVID-19 is dead party. <laughs> there you go. Oh, hashtag. I, I don't do the hashtags and all that jazz. Okay, so, you know, we, we've we learned information from the news and stuff about what it is and how it's spreading and about social distancing. Our state, actually, Monday, so that would have been, what, like the 23rd, closed down. Um, yeah. Only essential yeah, we jobs. W- we wouldn't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, nothing's really changed for Billy and I because we are considered essential in the workforce, me being a nurse, and for some strange reason, Billy stocking beer is essential. It falls under <laughs> um groceries. Falls under groceries. In fact, I have it right here. I'm gonna read it to you. I'm not gonna say the name of the company, but mm-hmm. this is the card that's given out. Uh businesses deemed essential by federal law, DHS. Comma, D-I-S-I, whatever the hell that is. Mm-hmm. Workers supporting groceries, pharmacies, and all of the retail that sells food and uh, beverage products. That would be me. Mm-hmm. Employee and firms supporting food, feed. I'm, I'm guessing feed being like animal feed, chicken feed, maybe. horse feed, yeah. maybe. And beverage distribution, including warehouse workers, vendor-managed inventory controllers, and blockchain managers. I think I fall under vendor-managed inventory controller. I don't know. They, they, whenever I have to go, I, they, they call me a vendor. Workers supporting the sanitation of all food manufacturing process and operations from wholesale to retail. Businesses deemed essential by state law, Indiana Executive Order 20-08. Establishments engaged in retail seller groceries, canned food, dry goods, alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages, which means people who work in liquor stores also are deemed essential. But <clears throat> liquor stores here in town have actually started doing something a little different where they're coming out to your car. Mm, not anymore. Not? No. No, what they used to, what they were doing and I sent pictures and stuff is like their doors or their front doors are locked. There's a guy at the door and there's somebody at the register. So he'll open the door and be like, "What do you want?" You say what you want, he'll go get it and then he'll get your money or your card. And then he'll run your card and then give you your product and your car back. So So yeah, you can't even go in the liquor stores. But now you can. They changed it to where you have to it's the thing you read to me. Uh, no more than five inside at all times. Um, but very and you act, the employees have to get it off the shelves, right? No, no, no. Basically so people just, can go in and touch all the products. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think nobody knows what's going on, type of thing. Yeah, much. that's the biggest confusion. Is <clears throat> like you said, what Baskin Robbins was open. I saw Baskin Robbins open. Yeah, ice cream is not essential. The paint, I know it's the food, paint store but... is what got me. Sherman yeah. Williams was open. And the only thing I could think of for a paint store would be if, like, they did mold treatment with, like, that 
mold resistant primer stuff, yeah, but that's all I could possibly think of for a paint store. I would not consider that essential. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we fall under essential, so it hasn't really changed that much for us. Um, we mentioned it on the episode that came out to you guys earlier this week that our schools have closed. They were initially going to be out for three weeks and now they've extended that until May 1st. May 1st, which to me is the school year. Yeah. So I mean, the end of the school year, last day or graduation, it's not too far from May May 1st. Well, and that's as of right now. I have a feeling that in the next couple of weeks, they will probably extend that and keep them out the rest of the year. I think at this point, if you're going to do it to May 1st, just just do it for the rest of the year. Especially now that they're predicting we're going to start seeing the spike like Italy and Spain have seen and the UK is going through right now because... There's people right now that you've heard about in California and Florida. They're still going out and going to the beach. Uh, or... Yeah. Well, I spoke to uh, our mm-hmm. my good friend Linda. I've said Linda before. Yeah. Uh, they've closed the beaches down on, yeah. on in Florida, which is good because when you think about it, the beaches, they're assholes and elbows. You're it's very tight knit. Yeah. Know, it's packed. Yeah, so. and I, I was getting ready to say that. They've since closed them, but yeah. and people holding these coronavirus parties, and then five people from that party came down with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people right now carrying it that don't even know they're carrying it, and they're passing it on to other people. And so what we've done so far, I don't think has been restrictive enough. Yeah, And I think at this point, the numbers... Like, I checked the other day, and it was like 30,000 people in the U.S., and today I checked it was 54. 737 dead. The other day it was like 300. And then here in our state, in our county, I checked the other day. We only had two cases that were confirmed. One had died. Today I checked, and it jumped to 14 dead. That's a huge spike in mm-hmm. just the past, like, three days. So I, I'm expecting it to get a lot worse. Um, of course, it's good that the kids are staying home. We try and, you know, keep some kind of normalcy with them, at least. We, they've still got their e-learning and everything. They can still go outside and play, but they can't go out and be around other people, Yeah, which is good. My biggest concern is that Billy or I get exposed to it and bring it home to them. So in the prison systems, they don't let us bring in like hand sanitizer because it contains alcohol. I just got this massive Mm -hmm. group text from our prison corporation that said we can now bring in hand sanitizer. They are stopping us at the door and checking our temperature. If it's over a certain amount, you have to go home. And what they have said for us, I don't know if this is um, recommended by, you know, CDC or who or I'm not sure if it's just their own policy, but if it's a temperature over 100.4 and after three days without taking any fever reducing medications like Tylenol or ibuprofen, if the fever does not break, you are considered to be much more likely infected with it. Um, I did have a guy that I saw. I came... a big bird. I'm sorry. Could you start this? It's over. <laughs> I did see a guy that came in on night shift the other night. He was wearing a mask and he asked me to check his temperature. And I said, it's 99.7. He goes, so I can take my mask off now, right? And I said, I I don't know. No one's given me guidance on that. I said, what was it earlier? 99.9. Well, my guess is if you were 99.9 earlier and they made you put a mask on, you probably can't take it off if you're still over 99. I would say, just keep it on, bub. Yeah. They're safe and sorry. It's not going to hurt you. I personally, I have been sick as a dog before and worked my whole shift with a mask on my face so as not to infect other people. And that that's not recent. That's been several years ago. And that's what always got me because you would be really sick. And I'd be like, you need to stay home because you're around people and you can get other people sick. And that's when you're like, well, my boss was just telling me to put on gloves and a mask and a face shield. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, fuck, that's awful. Because. I mean, technically, yeah. You still I get have it. to provide care for people in the best way you can. And so far we have had one range of our mental health unit and one dorm that they've locked down just because of potential exposure to it. Nobody's been confirmed in the county that I work in where my prison that I work in is. 
No cases there, but we are very close to them, so I expect some to start popping up very soon. And people that work there come from all the surrounding areas. It's not just people in that city. So I, I expect that to happen. And I asked um, my boss the other day, like, do we have a protocol set up? Like, what are we doing if people do start coming down with it? Do we, like, move the sick ones all to the same dorm? Do they stay where they are and we just cut off that pod? And he was like, we don't have anything <laughs> planned. And I'm like, this could be really bad. You know, my uh, mom, I spoke to my mom earlier and she made a good point because she said, and I never even thought about this. My dad is sick. Um, it's not known if he has it or if he just has it. That's the damnedest thing mm-hmm. is you could just have the flu. You could just very well have the flu. And we'll talk about that here in a you minute, know? what to look for. And um, so he's he's laid up in bed and everything. And she said that she wanted to take him to the doctor to get tested. And they were like, well, we might test him. We might not. We might send him home. Yeah. And then my mom was like, she, I was like, that's fucked up. She said, yeah. She said, here's the thing. How are they getting their numbers? If they're turning people away, how do they really know how many people have it? So it's like, oh, there's this many cases. It's people that have been tested. There's so many people that have it compared to how many have been tested. Like in our state. So that's what I'm saying. That number could be way off that they're actually giving. Because there's people they're not testing and they could be carrying it. But people, but they're also not testing people. That's what I was saying. Who could have it and it's it's fucked up. They're not testing and people could be carrying it just because you're not sick. Doesn't mean you can't carry it and give it to someone else. Yeah. So like I've always said. My immune system sucks, but I'm at least healthier than a lot of other people. I could have it a lot worse. My mother has other conditions that make her immune system weaker. Billy's mother has a lot of issues that makes her system a lot weaker. Yeah. She's very immune compromised. And and that having asthma really doesn't help. Yeah. Asthma and COPD and other things that she has going on that her immune system is very, very fragile. And now with his dad being sick, his temperature being very high, 102, that's very concerning to me, is that they're, you know, they're older than us. They're kind of right at that age group where they're like, eh, if they're over 60 or under 60, it's like, what's the real cutoff? But his dad would have a much better chance of fighting it off than his mom. But they've been around each other mm-hmm. before he got sick. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean it, he, pop, um, <laughs> they were around each other before he started. I mean, like it's 14 days. From my understanding, you can go 14 days and not even show symptoms, but you have it and you can pass it. Someone told me that one of the cruise ships that they had an outbreak on, that 18 days after those people left, they still found it on surfaces. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say... More than 14 days. I would say if you really want to not get anyone else sick, three weeks at least. Yeah. So, I, I like I said, I'm fully expecting them to extend what they currently have. You know, they have like the state shut down until like April 1st or whatever it is. They will probably start extending those. More and more states are starting to close down. And like I said, the huge jump, it doesn't sound like much, but seven cases from three in a matter of a couple days that's significant the number of deaths jumping up is significant you know what i always try to look for the silver lining i always try to look at the bright side of stuff and ever since monday my morning commute is a fucking cinch i (laughs) i there's no weaving in and out of traffic it is here to work and maybe drive past a tumbleweed I wonder what it's going to be like if I get on I-70. I think it's just going to be me and truckers. Yeah. And. Oh, and awesome. I, I look it up here. Somebody posted on one of our pages about, or maybe somebody, they were just friends and they shared it and I saw it, but it's, um, <laughs> it's great. It's, um, on here talking about the truckers who, I, I mean, I think the first responders and nurses, I think they're like, like, cause Every national or just world emergency or, or problem, you know, you always have like heroes, you know, like 9-11, it was the firefighters and first responders, uh, the Australian wildfires, it's, you, you see a firefighter, you're like, hey, thank you for everything you do. This one is nurses and the people that work at Walmart and 
truckers. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I always believe since this thing started and, and people kept taking toilet paper, for real, quit hoarding the, the turd tickets. <laughs> Save some for other people. Um, I always thought, you know, it's those, it's those poor truckers that got to get there. So I, every time I think, I'm like, if you see a trucker, let him pass you. Move over and let, and let like, slow down is, and let him pass you and don't fucking give anybody any shit. But the good thing is he's very isolated in that truck. Yeah. He just hops off to deliver what he's got to deliver. He's he's a lot safer than some other professions. Oh, this is Jennifer Anglace. Anglace? I always have trouble with that last name. <laughs> Our buddy Jennifer. Let me see. After all this has wound down, we should honor truck drivers with a holiday on October 4th. A big 10-4, if you will. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> That's cute. Ah, uh, Kevin Tapp. Laid off. He's a trucker laid off because the Toyota plant shut down. They offered to keep me working, but I had to travel over 100 miles to do a grocery or distribution center. Had to stay at least five days. Yeah, the money sounded great, but to have two kids. Uh, but I have two kids I have to watch. Sorry, Kevin. Hang in there, buddy. Yeah, that's the other hard thing is people that aren't, you know, Billy says, I don't want to be essential, but I mean. It's a paycheck. We're very thankful that we have that cash flow. We are still making money and our kids are at the ages where they can be left home alone with the older and watching the younger one. Hmm. There are people that can't make a paycheck. Yeah. Or if they have to go to work, now they have to find child care five days out of the week because mm. kids aren't in school so i, I would consider us fortunate in yeah. this regard and yeah, the fact that you travel around to different stores helps a lot because uh, if one store yeah. doesn't have something another one might so we've gotten lucky yeah i've that's actually a, a like a practice i'm doing now is every store i go to before i go to the back stock and before i even mess with the, my job i'll go and walk to the bread aisle i'll go to the toilet paper aisle i'll go to the cleaning aisle and I'll see what what do they have that the last store I was at didn't have that exactly. I think that we need at home, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's how I got a hold of like two pounds of hamburger. It's because other places don't have it. Yeah. And some places are rationing it. Like the Meyer that I went to, you can only get two, two packages. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be beef, fish, fish or fish, chicken or chicken, chicken or fish. You can only get two and that's it. Yeah. So I was like, hey, cool. It, but see, if I go to two Meyers in the whole day, that's four that mm-hmm. I can put in the freezer and we have food, you know, for later. Yeah. So we consider ourselves very fortunate and we hope that you guys have a means to pay your bills and take care of your kids because we would hate for any of you guys to be struggling right now. I mean, it's it's really hard for a lot of people. And hats off to the to the utility companies. A lot of them are saying we're not shutting yeah. off your stuff and all that stuff. Yeah. Good for them. That's that's very helpful. Yeah. And it, it, I could see like a give and take to it too, like to where it's like, you know, we're not going to turn off your service, but we're going to keep adding this up. Like, cause they have to make money too. Exactly. You know, it's like, okay, we know you can't afford it right now. We're not going to turn it off. We are going to keep tabs on it. And as soon as everything gets back up, we're going to hit you up and we're going to, we're going to get your money. Well, you know, you got, you got to pay it. But mm-hmm. the fact that they're not going to turn it off. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And that was something I was going to point out is while we're recording this, we actually have a window open which we've done before, and you've probably heard vehicles going by. But as we're sitting here, I only hear one every so often. I hear the ones on the bypass, and it's usually a fucking semi-truck. Yeah. I mean, it's very weird because we're so used to hearing traffic go by all day. We're so close to a highway. <clears throat> and now it's, you know, one or two semis every few minutes. And the weather is nice today. It's actually been sunny for the first time in several days. Uh-huh. So people are out, like you probably just heard on a motorcycle, because... They're not really coming in contact with anyone. So if you want to go out for a ride on your motorcycle, I don't see a problem with it. As long as you're not touching anything or coming in contact with other people. Yeah, but don't take our word for it because <laughs> you also have to prove to a cop that you're supposed to be oh, out. Yeah. If you get pulled Within over. Within the limits of your state, I yeah. should say. Because ours, you're technically not supposed to be out unless you're going for something essential or you have an essential job. So, yeah. And they gave us a memo for my job that's just to our company. It's not necessarily a card to show the cops. I, I got printouts of that to show the cops, but bottom line, I can just show them my nursing license. Be like, look, I'm a nurse. I have to work. Yeah. <laughs> I have to take care of people. So. Yeah. It's one of those things you could turn around on the cop. Nothing against police officers at all. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, 
uh, if you were sick, wouldn't you want me here? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like I'm you. I'm a nurse. I, I have to do it, just like you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have any documentation to show you should be out driving? Do you have any documentation that says you should be pulling me over? Yeah, six feet away from my car, please. We're trying yeah. to distance each other. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I started looking some stuff up today. Oh, before you get started. Also, I like, and it doesn't matter your political affiliation, I like the stimulus thing, the idea of mailing out checks to help to help buffer. Yeah. Them. And it's being held up and it's being rewritten and they're going to vote, whatever, you know, and... When I was talking to somebody at work about it, I think one of the guys from like RDC or whatever, one of the liquor guys, and it was like, yeah, it's pretty cool that that's happening, you know, that they're actually, that they're looking out for it and everything. I was like, yes, but, you know, when you think about it, like, you'll probably get the money long after this shit's over. It takes a while for the government to give you money. Like, it takes weeks and months to get your fucking tax return back. I think they're going to probably make it go quicker than they would normally. See, you have all that money, but then it's like, okay, okay, let's rally all these people. Give me the names. Give me the name. It's going to take a while to file through all the people and give them check. It's going to take a while, which is weird. Government's always like that. I'm not being like a conspiracy theorist, but if you owe them money, it's gone. Instantly. You, you, if you owe the government money, you never even see the money. It's gone before you touch it. But if they owe you money, oh, you're going to fucking wait for it. <laughs> it's, never, it's always just one way. It never goes both ways Yeah, but I think this is an extenuating circumstance where they're probably moving as fast as they can. And I understand it being kicked around because they're trying to figure out how much money should be divided to what groups and what people. So I totally get that hold up. That's fine with me. But I th- I think they're probably going to try and get it pushed through as quick as possible. And I don't think it's something they should have done hastily because then stuff gets missed. Mistakes happen. Somebody didn't cross a T or dot an I exactly. somewhere and it's all, and it, it's and all it, ruined. It could have been It could be one of those things that was like, oh, I got to check for $1,000. Cool. I can help pay groceries and stuff. And the next thing it was like, you owe $20,000. That's because somebody in the Senate didn't, didn't you know, put this in parentheses or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Where they, cause that's, that's something like. People talk about where it's like, oh, you know, the Republicans are like this and the Democrats are like this. Like, well, still, everything's got to be fine-tuned and perfect before anything's, like, presented. It has to be like, because there's always, well, what about this? Or what about this? And, like, if you don't have an answer for it, you should never have written or presented anything. But um, on a separate note, I don't know. Did I mention? Because we, we tried to do that last episode and we didn't do it. And then we had to redo it, you know, because, you know I'm talking about? The last episode? Did I mention anything about David Lee Roth and how much I want to kill myself? Yes. Did we, on an episode? Uh, no. Okay, well. So, before we get back to the, the COVIDs, there's a grocery store, chain of grocery stores I go to that share the same music system, and they play the same track over, and not the same, the same playlist, over and over. You guessed one of them. Which one was it? Was it Marky Mark or? Uh, too Legit to Quit. Too Legit to Quit. That's on there. Um. And one of them is David Lee Roth singing Jump, Van Halen Jump. And I told Erica that if I hear Jump one more fucking time, I'm going to jump off a goddamn bridge. <laughs> and yesterday, I'm working at that chain here in Muncie, actually. And I'm putting, I'm stacking up a display of beer. And a guy from Southern Glazers who does like liquor. He's stuck at his shows. We know each other. Like, I've known him for years. Mm-hmm. And, but he's his back is turned to me, right? And I got put the case on the thing, and I heard, And I stand up with my hands on my hips. I, like, I tilt my head up. I'm like, oh, my God. And I look over at the Southern Glaciers guy. He's got both hands on the shelf. He's got his head down. He's going, Oh! <laughs> Fucking hate that shit. <laughs> Change the fucking song. Hot, Change the record. Do Hot for Teacher. I'm not thinking it's David Lee Roth. Just do a different fucking song. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so like I said, I started looking into um, the coronavirus and getting like factual documents from CDC and everything. And this is, okay, so this is from the actual CDC.gov website. Um, and it's some information if nobody has actually looked into it, um, just want to share with you guys and you can share it with others, direct them to cdc.gov and you can find information on the COVID-19 virus. Um, symptoms, 
It says reported illnesses have ranged from mild symptoms to severe illness and death for confirmed coronavirus disease 2019 COVID-19 cases. It would be funny if they put in parentheses the COVIDs and you're like, whoa, <laughs> nice, it worked, cool. Case of the COVIDs. Man, we treated like a motherfucker. <laughs> These symptoms may appear 2 to 14 days after exposure based on the incubation period of MERS-CoV viruses. And like I said, if they're finding it 18 days on surfaces on a ship, it's probably closer to three weeks. Yeah. Just my personal opinion. I would say just go with the maximum time. Yeah, and, it, and it may even be longer than that. We don't know. I mean, that's the thing. We don't know much. And that's what that's what's bothering me is I want to know. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's just, it's it's frustrating. It, that's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. It's like, okay, what do we do in this situation? The government's like, I have no fucking clue, buddy. Yeah, uh, this is all new yeah, territory. If you have an idea, spit it out. Yeah. You know? So symptoms to look for. Most people know this. Fever, cough, shortness of breath. Now, if you, it says, if you develop emergency warning signs for COVID-19, get medical attention immediately. Emergency warning signs include trouble breathing, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, new confusion or inability to arouse, or bluish lips or face. Inability to arouse? To wake them up. Oh, I was thinking of something completely different. No. It's people that aren't responding correctly. That's a medical problem anyway. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the coronavirus. Like, if you can't wake this person up and then they wake up and they're all sixes and sevens talking about waffles, give them to a fucking hospital. It says this. Like, if you wake me up and I'm like, I like, I like, it should be like an apple flavored M&M. Hi. You're like, oh, get in the car. (laughs) It says this list is not all inclusive. Please consult your medical provider for any other symptoms that are severe or concerning. And... What to do if you are sick? If you have a fever or cough, you might have COVID-19. Most people have mild illness and are able to recover at home. Keep track of your symptoms. If you have an emergency warning sign, which includes trouble breathing, get medical attention right away. So make sure you stay in touch like with your doctor. Definitely call your doctor beforehand to see where you can go or if you're having the signs to go get tested for it. Um, don't get on public transportation if you can avoid it. I know some people have to, to go get groceries or do what they need to do. If you can avoid it at all costs, do not share public transportation. Um, stay home. Definitely stay home if you can. If you do have to go out, make sure you're washing or sanitizing your hands. Don't touch things and then touch your face. Stay away from people as much as possible. And it says, call ahead before visiting your doctor. Many medical visits for routine care are being postponed or done by phone or telemedicine. If you have a medical appointment that cannot be postponed, call your doctor's office and tell them you have or may have COVID-19. This will help the office protect themselves and other patients. If you are suspecting it, I would not just waltz into your doctor's office or waltz into the ER let them know ahead of time because you could inadvertently be passing it to other people. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're in, I guess if you're in Indiana, I don't know if it's a nationwide thing, but if you need to get tested, apparently Med Express will test you. But I don't know if that's na- is that a national chain. I don't know. Is that if it an is. Indiana thing? I don't know. But it's like a dock in the box. It's a dock in the box, but it's the one that, that will test you. Well, fucking maybe. Because they my mom called them and said, hey, can you test my husband? And they were like, maybe, maybe not. You yeah. Know, so, I don't know. Because we don't have enough testing kits yet to test everybody, they're having to decide your age group, what kind of symptoms you're having, how bad are those symptoms. Because, yeah, you could have a cough and a fever of like 99, and they're probably going to say, no, we're not going to test you. You're not rising to the rank of your symptoms are severe enough that we could consider this COVID-19. Which, I mean, it sucks, but that's how it is right now. We just don't have enough of the testing kits. It seems like they're triaging you. Yeah. I mean, this thing was just discovered three months ago. Yeah. And I'm amazed at how quickly they've actually made testing kits for it and gotten them out. We just don't have enough to do it for everybody. Make sure you're washing your hands. Wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. This is especially important after blowing your nose, coughing or sneezing, going to the bathroom, and before or 
uh, before eating or preparing food. And I did read somewhere that they have found it in fecal material. So there is a possibility that it can be passed through the fecal oral route, which means if there's fecal matter sitting on a toilet seat and you go to lift the lid and you touch that and then inadvertently touch your eye or your nose before you wash your hands, it's possible. They haven't found any cases that have come that way, but it is possible that you could potentially catch it from feces. Oh, great. I can't play with poop no more. No, no poop play. Um, hand sanitizer, if soap and water are not available. Good luck with that. You want one with at least 60% alcohol. <clears throat> Cover all the surfaces of your hands, rubbing them together until they feel dry. I would definitely suggest turning your fingers in so your nails are against the palm of your hand and kind of getting it up under your nails too. Oh, and I learned, and a lot of people probably already know, but I mean, of course, there's a shortage of hand sanitizer out there. Although I've read that if you combine rubbing alcohol and aloe vera, that's hand sanitizer. Hmm. So. Maybe. And if you do that same thing where you go 40, was it 40%? 60%. 60%. So you do 60% rubbing alcohol and 40% aloe vera, then I think you have. And it's definitely suggested that if you can wash your hands with soap and water, if you have that option over hand sanitizers, because hand sanitizers that say, you know, like kills 99.9% of germs. Well. Yeah, it does, but some of those bacteria on your hands you need. That's what I was saying, yeah. And all you're doing is drying out your skin when you use hand sanitizer. Uh, anyone in the medical profession knows this. You go to use the, the hand sanitizer on the walls, you come out of a patient's room, your hands are like dry and cracked. I mean, that's another potential opening for the virus to get into. Yeah, that's, that's been happening to me because now at Walmart and Meyer and... Kroger, all these all these places now, they have like automatic dispensers of hand sanitizer at the door. You just put your hand underneath mm-hmm. it and it squirts it out. I'll, I'll do a squirt when I go in. And then if I have to use the bathroom or something, I'll just wash my hands like normal. Like mama told me to. That's the thing. If you do what your parents told you to do after mm-hmm. you get out of the bathroom, you know. Anyway, and when I leave, I'll do another one. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I'll go to open my hand. I'm like, oh, this is tight. Oh, mm-hmm. this is really tight. It's yeah. really, really hurt. And I can't hold anything. Like I'll go to grab like a... Like a six pack tall boy cans, you know, I'll with, I'll go to grab them to pull them forward. I'll grab they'll slip right out of my hand because uh-huh. my hands Your are hands so, so dry, dry. I got mm-hmm. no grip. Yeah, I mean, absolutely use it if you do not have access to water to wash your hands right then. Um, but if you can use soap and water and wash your hands, and of course, don't share personal household items like drinking glasses, cups, eating utensils. You know, oh, I tried this. You try it too. Don't eat off of someone else's fork because if it's someone in your family, you could potentially pass it to them that way. Even though they may not be coughing or anything on you, it's in their saliva. You could be giving it to them. I think that's that's all well and good, but at the same time, if it's your if it's somebody like in your family in your house, mm-hmm. they probably have it. If you have it, you probably gave it. But to some them. people, you know, you go to your family's house, even though you're not supposed to, and we're in lockdown, but people have done that. Well, I'm not saying go over to your aunt's house. Yeah, yeah, you should do that. But I'm saying, like, if it's you and your wife, and, like, you're trying... I mean, because yeah, at that are, point, at, it's, yeah, it's a lost cause. I mean, like, oh, we're supposed to be six feet away from each other. Really? Because two nights ago, we had sex. So, there's that. You know what I mean? It, like, at that point, it doesn't matter. And um, as far as coughing and sneezing, I forgot to mention this earlier, don't do it without covering your mouth and your nose, but don't do it with your hands... Your hands touch elbow. everything else. You always want to cough and sneeze and into elbow. the bend of your elbow because you're not typically touching that part of your arm. And if you can, wash that spot as soon as you is you know you have soap water available or hand sanitizer. Do that. Don't cough into your hands. If you cough into a tissue or sneeze into a tissue, throw it away. Wash your hands. Or worst case scenario, if it's instinctual and you do use your hands, hold your hands up like you're... Like, you know, like in war movies, when they're crossing a river and they got their weapon mm-hmm. above their head so it doesn't get wet, put your hands up and kick open the bathroom door to wherever you are and wash your fucking hands before you touch anything else. Yeah. And I have seen there's places where they're installing these foot pedals oh, to good. open doors so you don't have to touch oh. them. Well, you know what uh, Meyer has? Hmm. Hooks on the handles. You can, you, you can take your arm and hook. You can put your forearm in this hook. 
and pull open the door to get in, or hmm. you could do it and push to get out type of stuff. So you don't even have to use your hands like at all. That's neat. Now, if there's just a machine that can take my dick out and make and make pee pee, and I don't have to touch that, <laughs> that'd be that'd be really cool. Oh, and I learned a cool life hack. Okay, <laughs> if you're in a public bathroom, and there's I found this to be great actually. If there's multiple hand dryers, go wash your hands. So I always wash my hands. I put my hands underneath one hand dryer. Do this, right? Mm-hmm. I walked in on a guy. Not like he was leaving the bathroom. I was coming in, and there's like three of them in a row. And he has two. He had two of them going. And he one hand under each. And he was just like, <laughs> like <laughs> dancing in place, <laughs> like moving his hands underneath it. And I was like, that's the weirdest fucking thing I've seen. And then I went to wash my hands. I'm like. Oh, fucking nobody's watching. I'll give it a go. And then you're like, it like so it's like on both hands. And you're like, oh, this is nice. Oh, I found something. I'm dancing too. I didn't even know I was dancing. Here I go. <laughs> it's really cool. Speaking of which, not touching things. Um, clean all high touch surfaces every day, wherever you're touching doorknobs in your house or wherever you work. Clean and disinfect them as often as you can. We've made Nugget our handyman cleaner he's our yeah he's our sanitation custodian (laughs) yes he's been going around every night and cleaning all the door handles inside and out he's our sanitation engineer (laughs) and something that i thought of earlier which i'm sure other people have is get some islands wipes and wipe off your phone and tablet Mm -hmm. because if you wash your hands and then pick up the fucking phone you've been going on facebook and emailing and texting with it was all for nothing you know, because you take that, you hold it up against your face, you talk into it, you could cough and then, you know, scroll through Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like if you wash your hands and you pick up your phone, then you just canceled out what you were supposed to do. And you can do that with any, you know, sanitizing wipe. You could. Lysol wipes. If you have alcohol swabs, if you have alcohol that you can pour onto a tissue or a rag, yeah. you can use that and just let it air dry. I say that Islands cleaners, because they come individually packaged, they come in like packages of 50, and nobody touches those. They always go but for like they... sanitizer and stuff, but... Oh, it's alcohol. there's alcohol in it. Okay. As soon as you open it, it hits you, you know. There's alcohol in it. It's probably just alcohol swabs, but they're... Probably. Packaging they're, it for But they're on the shelf. Glasses. People are walking past those, and they're mm-hmm. getting the other things. I'm like, oh, you know, this is kind of a, kind of a little treasure underneath your nose. You, mm-hmm. you know, it was in your face the whole time. You didn't know it was there. And, uh... So, of course, with your symptoms, if you do start getting symptoms with fever and cough, make sure you're keeping an eye on it. If your fever's not breaking, if the cough isn't going away, they're calling it a dry cough, which someone asked me the other day, what is a dry cough? It is a dry cough. It's where you don't have a bunch of phlegm. You're not coughing to clear something out of your throat. So, like... It's like you get... When you get a tickle in your cough. Like a hair in your throat. Yeah. It's a dry cough. Nothing is coming up. You're not expelling anything. Um, so keep an eye on that. If you do start having trouble breathing, you need to call the doctor or the emergency room. Like I said, call them first, tell them what you're feeling and let them decide what the next step for you should be. And if you, if you mention to them, please, for our sake, call it COVIDs. Call it a case of the COVIDs. I think I got them COVIDs, doc. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? It's them COVIDs. Now, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to this is... I, I know it affects the respiratory tract, but I wasn't sure exactly what it does to your body. So I did find an article. Um, this is from the New York Times. It's called, What Does the Coronavirus Do to the Body? And I want to kind of read through it real quick, at least most of it. Here's what scientists have learned about how the new virus infects and attacks cells and how it can affect organs beyond the lungs, which I was unaware of. This is from March 18th. As cases of coronavirus infection proliferate around the world and governments take extraordinary measures to limit the spread, there is still a lot of confusion about what exactly the virus does to people's bodies. The symptoms, fever, cough, shortness of breath, can signal any number of illnesses from flu to strep to the common cold. Here's what medical experts and researchers have learned so far about the progression of the infection caused by this new coronavirus and what they still don't know. How does this coronavirus cause infection? The virus is spread through droplets transmitted into the air from coughing or sneezing, which people nearby can take in through their nose, mouth, or eyes. The viral particles in these droplets travel quickly to the back of your nasal passages and to the mucous membranes in the back of your throat, attaching to a particular receptor in cells beginning there. 
coronavirus particles have spiked proteins sticking out from their surfaces, and these spikes hook onto cell membranes, allowing the virus's genetic material to enter the human cell. That genetic material proceeds to, quote, hijack the metabolism of the cell and say, in effect, quote, don't do your usual job. Your job now is to help me multiply and make the virus, end quote, said William Schaffner, an infectious disease specialist at Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville. So you're not going to do your job, but you're going to help me multiply. That sounds like some zombie shit. Well, it's you're talking on a molecular level in the cells. I'm just talking about something relatable. Yeah. Where it's like you're living your everyday life, but I bit you, and now you're not living your life yeah. anymore. And you're it's doing like what those I'm doing. parasites that get in bees and wasp and make them do their bidding for them. Yeah, like fungus. It's like a fungus. Yeah. It's I've like seen that. ants, and they look weird. Yeah, it attaches to these cells, and it's like, now you work for me, bitch. <gasps> Securo. <laughs> Puppeteer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that process cause respiratory problems? As copies of the virus multiply, they burst out and infect neighboring cells. The symptoms often start in the back of the throat with a sore throat and a dry cough. The virus then, quote, crawls progressively down the bronchial tubes, end quote, Dr. Schaffner said. When the virus reaches the lungs, their mucous membranes become inflamed. That can damage the alveoli or lung sacs and they have to work harder to carry out their function of supplying oxygen to the blood that circulates throughout our body and removing carbon dioxide from the blood so that it can be exhaled. So your linings start getting inflamed, and it's harder for all that oxygen and CO2 to pass through those membranes. Quote, if you get swelling there, it makes it that much more difficult for oxygen to swim across the mucous membrane, said Dr. Amy Compton-Phillips, the chief clinical officer for the Providence Health, Sips- Health System, which included the hospital in Everett, Washington, that had the first reported case of coronavirus in the United States in January. The swelling and the impaired flow of oxygen can cause those areas in the lungs to fill with fluid, pus, and dead cells. Yuck. Pneumonia and infection in the lung can occur. Some people have so much trouble breathing that they need to be put on a ventilator. In the worst cases, known as acute respiratory distress syndrome, the lungs fill with so much fluid that no amount of breathing support can help and the patient dies. It says, what trajectory does the virus take in the lungs? Well, can they puncture a lung and drain it? No, it's a matter of that membrane is so inflamed that no matter what you do, the air and the CO2 are not going to be able to move through that. You've got these air sacs, but the air sacs are so swollen that nothing can get through. So no matter what we do, we can't undo that inflammation that's keeping the movement of oxygen and CO2. That's a hard way to go. What trajectory does the virus take in the lungs? Dr. Xu Yuan Xiao, a professor of pathology at the University of Chicago School of Medicine, has examined pathology reports on coronavirus patients in China. He said the virus appears to start in peripheral areas on both sides of the lung, which means the outer portions of the lungs, and can take a while to reach the upper respiratory tract, the trachea and other central airways, which is your throat, and the very top of your lungs. Dr. Zhao, who also serves as the director for the Center for Pathology and Molecular Diagnostics at Wuhan University, said said that pattern helps explain why in Wuhan, where the outbreak began, Many of the earliest cases were not identified immediately. The initial testing regimen in many Chinese hospitals did not always detect infection in the peripheral lungs, so some people with symptoms were sent home without treatment. Mm. Quote, they'd either go to other hospitals to seek treatment or stay home and infect their family, he said. That's one of the reasons there was such a widespread, end quote. A recent study from a team led by researchers at the ICANN School of Medicine at Mount Sinai found that more than half of 121 patients in China had normal CT scans early in their disease. That study and work by Dr. Zhao show that as the disease progresses, CT scans show, quote, ground glass opacities, which is kind of a hazy veil in parts of the lung that are evident in many types of viral respiratory infections. Those opaque areas can scatter and thicken in places as the illness worsens, creating what radiologists call a, quote, crazy paving, end quote, pattern on the scan. And there's several scans here where you can see it's pointing to those areas where it's starting to build up, Mm -hmm. those little gray areas. Are the lungs the only part of the body affected? Not necessarily, Dr. Compton Phillips said. 
The infection can spread through the mucous membranes from the nose down to the rectum. So while the virus appears to zero in on the lungs, it may also be able to infect cells in the gastrointestinal system, experts say. This may be why some patients have symptoms like diarrhea or indigestion. The virus can also get into the bloodstream, Dr. Schaffner said. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention say that RNA from the new coronavirus has been detected in blood and stool specimens, but that it's unclear whether infectious virus can persist in blood or stool. Bone marrow and organs like the liver can become inflamed too, says Dr. George Diaz, section leader for infectious diseases at Providence Regional Medical Center in Everett, Washington, whose team treated the first U.S. coronavirus patient. There may also be some inflammation in small blood vessels, as happens with SARS, the viral outbreak in 2002 and 2003. Quote, the virus will actually land on organs like the heart, the kidney, the liver, and may cause some direct damage to those organs, Dr. Schaffner said. As the body's immune system shifts into high gear to battle the infection, the resulting inflammation may cause those organs to malfunction, he said. As a result, some patients may endure damage that is inflicted not just by the virus, but by their own immune system as it rages to combat the infection. So, I mean, this article goes on. I would suggest you look it up. It's from the New York Times. And uh, what did I say? It's called, What Does the Coronavirus Do to the Body? If you want to read more on that. I thought that was very interesting because I had not heard on any media that it could possibly attack other systems. So I didn't know it could affect your heart, your liver, your intestinal tract. That that was kind of scary because we could be facing more than just people needing respirators. We could be facing people. Maybe it, it could possibly damage someone's liver to the point where they need a transplant. And then where do you find a healthy person to get a transplant from? Yeah, there are already people on lists yeah. as it is. So that, that's, that's kind of scary that it could potentially do that. So, yeah, basically... Yeah, this isn't a super funny Patreon, but it's something that, you know, we need to talk about. People need to take seriously. And that's just not me as a nurse. That's just as a parent and as another human being. We've seen the destruction that has raged through Italy and Spain and has come into the UK. Um, And like I said, they're projecting that we could have that spike here too. So try and take care of yourselves as best you can. And think about it in a way it's like, you may not feel like, oh, well, I could get sick, or if I do get sick, I can beat it. If you even catch it and carry it, you could be giving it to someone else who may not be able to fight it. Yeah. that That's my biggest concern is don't get it, if not for yourself, but for the rest of humanity. Because, I mean, this yeah, don't, is... Don't be like, oh, I got a strong immune system. Well, the person you walked, that you brushed shoulders with at Walmart probably doesn't. And, I mean... You know, I think the last time I checked worldwide, we're at like 300,000 deaths or something. I mean, this is big. Yeah. There's not been anything like this since like the Spanish flu back in the early 1900s or something. This is, this is bad. I mean, not to bring everyone down, try and, you know, keep a happy face through all this, but it's, it's something that we really need to take seriously. So I urge you guys, if you've not done all those precautions and you're not following the regulations that your state or local governments are putting on your city or state, please heed those warnings and maybe go even farther than that. I still don't think they're nearly as restrictive enough as they could be. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you got anything else to add, Billy? Mm, no. Don't be a douche nozzle. That's what I say. There you go. (laughs) All right, guys. I hope this was at least somewhat informative for you guys and maybe starts a dialogue with people around you um, about what to look for. Definitely research the stuff on the CDC website or your uh, local government's websites. There's lots of information you can find. I know at least here in Indiana, you can find maps totaling, you know, what counties have how many cases, how many people have died. Keep track of that. See where it's kind of moving to so you can be prepared. And uh, everyone hunker down and have a good time at home. Have a party. Even if it's just you by yourself. Have a party for yourself. Yeah. Um, We call that a fucking spa day. Yeah. Have a spa day. Have a spa day. All right. And I have to go to work tomorrow. (laughs) Me too. Well, not tomorrow, but the next day. Fuck. Yeah, fuck. Oh, well, what are you going to do? 
At least I know that I'm not going to get it from my patients because they're all prisoners. If any of them get it, it's because one of us brought it into them. So yeah, I was talking to my mom about that because she was asking about you and everything. I was like, "Well, that's how it works." I said, "You know, if if it happens, it's going to happen from a secretary, or another nurse, or a prison guard." I said, "The fucking warden could come in there and and pass it to somebody, and then that's it." Yeah, so it ain't gonna be from the prisoner. I said, "I said Indiana, at least Indiana. I don't know about everybody else. Indiana was one of the first." Thing, like Indiana, the, one of the first things they shut down was prisons. Like no visitation. Oh no yeah, nothing. they shut us down to visitation mm. two weeks ago, and then a few days later they shut it down to all of um, the volunteer staff that come in, like people from churches and stuff that bring books or whatever for the yeah. prisoners. So nobody's coming into the prisons except for employees, and they are checking us all at the door before we enter. Um, so my concern, because literally. I've just gone to the gas station before work, to work, and home. I have not been anywhere else for like two weeks. Billy's the concern for me because he's going and traveling to all these different places. If anyone gets it first, it's going to be you. You'll be the outbreak monkey. It's okay. (laughs) All right, guys, please stay safe. Take care. Wash your hands. Sneeze into your elbow. And you know, honestly, it sounds cheesy, but reach out to like um, leadership in your community. Because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, call, you can call this hotline at our, you know, call the Boys and Girls Club. We have information. We can help you. And people are like, I'm not fucking doing that. No, do it. Yeah. Call them. Call the mayor's office. At, call City Hall. Call wherever you can. Be as informed, be informed as you can possibly be. Don't take it lightly. This is serious. And on that note. <laughs> now that you brought the party to a fucking standstill we love you guys please stay safe and we'll see you in the next episode speaking of life hacks if you guys could figure out how to make toilet paper that'd be fucking great love you our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>